Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Lift your Bibles high. Let's make our confession of faith together. Let's, you're going to say that with me at the bottom of the screen. I'm lifting my phone because I got the Harvest Church mobile app. If you don't have the app, you can get it. You text Harvest at 55498. Let's say it together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, I pray now that you would speak, God. I take authority over this atmosphere in the building and online, God. We need a move of God right now. So, we tell you that we are open. And God, we tell you that we are ready. God, I pray that you answer every prayer. I pray that you give specific direction. I pray that you give specific clarity, God. Do not let us leave the same way that we walked in. Do not let us leave the same way that we longed on tonight. We need to hear from you. The song said that they worship earlier too. says we are here for you, God. So we pray that as we magnify you, that you would give us answers. We lay our burdens at your feet. We cast our cares at your feet because we know that you care for us. Speak, Lord. Shout that. Speak, Lord. Come on, shout it. Say, speak, Lord. Shout it again. Say, speak, Lord. Tell them, say, I'm open and I'm ready. Now take five seconds and worship your God right there. Five. Four. I said, take five seconds and worship your God. Worship your Savior. Worship your way maker. Worship your King. In Jesus' name. Come on, just touch somebody on your way to your seat. Just tell them, say, all is well, all is well. So I teach a series at Harvest Church, and this series that we're in this month is called Don't Get Punk. Say, don't get punk. Some of you might remember the TV show that used to come on years ago uh, with Ashton Kutcher and now Chance the Rapper host the show. And what they would do is they would play practical jokes on people while the camera was rolling and recording them and they did not know it. What if I told you uh, what you're facing right now, somebody's watching how you're handling that to see what you're going to qualify for next. What if I told you that what you're going through right now is simply a test and God is watching to see how you handle this test to see if you can qualify for your upgrade. I only want to speak 
speak to the people for the next few seconds. But right now, you got some stuff that's going on in your life that's making you say, Lord, what in the world is happening with this? What in the world is happening with that? What if it was a test to see if you were going to get punked or not? What if it was heaven looking at how you're going to handle it to determine whether or not you would qualify for an upgrade? I wish you look at somebody close to you and say, do not get punked. Do not get punked. Do not get punked. So what does it mean to be punked? It means, watch me, to be intentionally fooled in some way, to trick or to deceive. It means to be intentionally fooled in some way, to trick or to deceive. And this is the enemy's desire when it comes to us. In 2 Corinthians 2.11, the Bible says, lest Satan should take advantage of us or punk us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. In other words, pay attention, um, this series is designed to expose his devices so you can defeat his devices. Because if you don't know how he works, you're going to be fighting the air and never going anywhere. And I think there's a few people in this building, I'm going to lie, that can say I'm not using my energy if my energy ain't going to do something for me. I'm not going to do stuff just for storm and fashion and religiosity unless it's going to produce something for me. Would you elbow the person next to you and say, say you'll never be punked again. You'll never be... I don't like the way they're saying it. Please get somebody that looks on fire on your rope and just elbow them please and say you'll never get punked again. You ain't going to talk to him. Go to a third person there and touch him and say, you'll never get punked again. So, so in Wednesday's message, I taught you this. Let him who stole steal no longer. Because 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be sober-minded. In other words, don't let what you go through make you lose your mind. Is there anybody where you've been through some stuff in your life that it can make you kind of forget what you're supposed to do, forget who you are? It can make you, matter of fact, sometimes you'll look back on it and say, what the heaven, hell, and earth were you doing? Is there, is there anybody that can be real when you look back on yourself and you were like, what were you doing? How did you ever take them. How did you ever go there? How did you ever do that? Please lay your hands on your own mindset. Don't lose your mind. Don't lose. Be sober minded. Don't you lose your mind. Don't you get high off your own supply. Don't you start thinking that because you're up, you always going to be there. Don't you think that because they clapping for you today that they may not be trying to crucify you tomorrow. Because what I've discovered is that the same people that celebrate you on Sunday can be the same people that will try to kill you on Monday. But if God Don't look at somebody and say, don't lose your mind. Don't lose your mind. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Why? 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 Because your adversary, say my adversary. He said, your adversary, he's the devil. Watch me. He, he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. See, pay attention to this. Y'all know I like props. Watch me. Watch me. So, so, watch me. He wants you to think he's a lion. But the truth is, watch me, he's like a lion. It ain't what it looked like. I don't like y'all slow response in the building. See, some of y'all, you letting one little negative post scare you. I wish you would. You wouldn't one little negative person trying to run you down. I wish you would. He's like a lion, but he's not a lion. So I will not be intimidated by a cheap. That ain't Gucci, that's Gucci. I wish you would. I wish you would be intimidated by a knockoff. I wish you would be intimidated by somebody that couldn't stand one day in your shoes. He's your adversary, watch me, and he's walking around like a lion, watch me, like a roaring lion. What's the purpose of the roar? What's the purpose of the roar? To startle you. What is he walking around doing? The Bible says he prowls around. If he's prowling, this means his desire is to study you. Look at me, he doesn't know what you think until you speak. So for everyone that thinks what the enemy knows what's going on, the only way he knows what's going on with you is you got to open your mouth and say something. 
The only way he knows what's going on with you is that, watch me, he sees what you do. This is why for some of y'all, you got to stop letting the enemy see you sweat. I know you may have some anxiety, but you got to walk in there like you own that thing. I know you may say, I don't know if I can really do this or not, but you got to walk in there like I can run this, like I can do this. Because for some of you, watch me, it's going to be your confidence that gets you your next opportunity. It may not even be your competency. They're going to look at how you do what you do when you do what you do when you do it. And they're going to say, that's the one. I want you to practice these words to look at and say these to somebody. Say, you're exactly what we've been looking for. you because those are the words they're about to hear. Look at somebody else. Tell them, say, you're exactly what we've been looking for. Atlanta, you've got to talk to your neighbor the way I'm telling you to talk to him. Find you a third person and practice the words they're about to hear. Say, you're exactly what we've been looking for. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Look. He says, be sober-minded. Don't you lose your mind. Be watchful. In other words, I'm on the lookout. I'm, watch me. You know what I'm going to look out? After something great happens. Because after every mountain, there's always a valley. Which means I'm on the lookout. After I get great news, I'm immediately on the lookout. Because I'm expecting the enemy to try to rain on my parade. I'm expecting the enemy to try to start something. You ought to expect that while you're on your way to church, the enemy going to try to do something. You ought to expect that when it's payday, the enemy going to try to do something. You ready? You ought to expect that when it's Thanksgiving and you're getting around some of them familiar spirits that the enemy... That he's about to try something. And I need you to stop being startled. I need you to say, I was expecting you. I need you to pull a chair up in your house like ninja. I was waiting on you. What took you so long? I was built for this. I was born for this. I was. You ready? Look at the screen. Keep it up. It says, be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around. He studies you. What makes you cry? What makes you angry? What makes you inconsistent? You ready? What makes you want to cuss somebody out? Okay, y'all real religious. I can't stand religious people. Don't do that. Don't do that. How many of you, uh, can, can we keep it one on it? Can we keep it one on it? How, how many of you, watch me, you, you, you've ever gone through something as spiritual as you are. You, you wanted to speak in tongues. And maybe you even did speak in tongues that didn't need no type of interpretation. Don't be, don't be fake and phony. See, more Christians get it healed if they be real. God cannot heal your character. What do you mean, Bishop? He can't heal who you pretending to be. He can only heal who you really are. For every person where you ever wanted to slap somebody in the next week, shout there. For every person you've ever wanted to cut somebody out seven ways from Sunday, you shout there. For every person where you ever went through so much, it made you want to holler, you shout right there. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary. In other words, he's your opponent. He sees himself as your equal, although he's not. He sees himself as your equal, although he's not. He prowls around studying you like a roaring lion to do what? Startle you. So the purpose of the roar is to startle you. Come. Purpose of the roar is to startle you because you're carrying all of these things. See, people don't know just how much you're carrying because you carry it so well. See, people think it's easy being you, but they don't know the pressure that comes with being you. Let's talk. Okay. They, they think that they can do what you do because you make it look easy. They don't recognize that you're graced to do what you do. They don't recognize you're anointed to do what you do. You got an oil on you to do what you do. Because for many of you, watch me, you had to be both son and father. You had to be daughter and mama. You, you had to have a multiplicity of roles and a tapestry of responsibilities in your various predicaments. You're carrying a lot. You carry a lot. You got kids. Come on. You got more to carry. Then watch me. Then at the same time, you got to fight. 
And what's crazy is you didn't expect some fights to be the fight you'd have to fight because you expected to have to fight an enemy. You didn't have to expect to deal with somebody in your own house. You did not expect to have to deal with somebody that said they were your friend. You did not expect to have to deal with somebody that said that they'd always be there. So now, so now you got to fight. You're carrying all of that. Watch me. And at some point you got to rest. So now watch me. You're trying to figure out how do I replenish and how do I rest because you're carrying so much. Look at your neighbor say, you're carrying a whole lot. So the purpose of the enemy, watch me. Here's what he does. The Bible says he prowls. So he says, okay, you got a lot on your plate right now. You're dealing with a lot. And watch me. And what you can't see is just how close you are to your breakthrough. What you can't see is just how close you are to your next. So watch me. So he studies you. Then his goal is to roar, to startle you, to get you to drop everything. Watch me. Look at me. So now, so now that you drop, so now that you drop everything, watch me. Now you're spending your time and your life trying to pick up the pieces. And what if I told you, hear me, for everything you dropped in the first 10 months, in the last two months, you're about to pick up the pieces. I I wish I had a worshiper in the building. Would you lift your hands and open up your mouth and say, I'm about to pick up the pieces. You dropped your assignment, you're about to pick it up. You dropped your calling, you're about to pick it up. You dropped your business, you're about to pick it up. You dropped ministry, you're about to pick it back. Yeah. Let's go. So look, say, what did I teach you? Say, watch me. He studies you to startle you. Watch me. So then he can steal from you. Now I want you to look at the scripture. Say he's seeking someone. This means he can't get everybody. Okay, y'all ain't listening. That means you may be his target, but he may not be successful. That means he may try to fire something at you, but it ain't going to work. Because for some of y'all, yesterday was your last day letting him get a direct hit. Because from this day forward, watch me, if he's studying me so that he can startle me, so he can steal from me, then what I'm about to do is dodge what he's about to do. I'm about to dodge what he's about to throw at me. Because let him who stole, steal no. Depression got you last week, not this week. Anxiety got you last week, not this week. Family drama got you last week, not this week. Hollering got you last week, not this week. Feeling overwhelmed got you last week, but not. Come on, somebody say, let he who stole, steal no longer. So what did I teach you? That Satan, stay with me, Satan was disarmed, defeated, and punked by Jesus. So he can't take anything from you unless you give it up. Because if you go up old school church, here's what you talk. I'm going to the enemy's camp to take back everything he stole. Here's the problem. You gave it. And you gave it because you felt like you had no other option. You got emotional and you felt like you have no other option. Sometimes you're going to have to learn how to be emotional, watch me, but not take action until your emotions have calmed down. You better type the email and then delete the email. You better type the text and then delete the text. You better prepare for the phone call, have a conversation with yourself, but don't actually say it to who you want to say. You have to give it to him. And I don't know about you. But now, watch me, but when I come into the revelation that anything that he got, I gave. If I gave it to him, Brian, I can snatch it back from him. Now, we're about to test your section in your road and make sure you sit next to some violent people. The Bible says the kingdom suffers violent, and violent men and women take it by force. I just want to make sure you ain't sitting next to no punk. I want to make sure you sit next to somebody that says, if he, if I gave it to him, watch me take it back. Would you elbow somebody say, let's take it back today. 
wrong road because there should have been a celebration right there. Tell somebody else, say, let me take it back today. Okay, watch me, watch me, watch me. I need monitor, I need monitor because my voice, watch me, watch me. One of those devices that he uses to steal from you, listen carefully, is you thinking that all isn't well, although it is. I know some of you think the bishop, the bishop, the bishop, the bishop. But it's not. Okay, let me get you together. Romans 8.28, God plays the numbers. There's something called gematria, which is the study of the spiritual significance of numbers. Every number has a corresponding spiritual significance. Eight is the number of a new beginning. Two is the number of witness. So this verse cushions two new beginnings in the middle of a witness. Okay, just, just, it's real simple. In other words, God says, I don't care what you feel like you stuck in. I can make a new beginning out of that. Please. I don't care what it is that you feel like is not going to work. I can make a new beginning out of that. I don't care what you feel like it's over. I can make a new beginning out of that. I know they fired you, but I'm about to take what they meant to hurt you. And it's about to help you. And we know, which means we believe this, that God causes everything to work together. Which means it may not work, but he's going to make it work together. And God causes everything to work together for the what? For the good. Stop right there. It might not be good, but he's going to make it work Okay, okay, okay. The voice is so simple that y'all missing the revelation of it. It says he causes everything, which means it wasn't supposed to. But he gonna take that thing and turn that thing. This is only for the radical people in the building. This is only for the radical people in the building. But I believe in these last two months, he's about to take something that prophesy with your body, pop up out your seat and just, he's about about he is about to take something and turn something Look, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the what for the good of those who what love God if you love them lift your hands and worship for five seconds everybody can't do this because this requires you to actually love four in the building and don't lie three Two. Jesus. Jesus. Tell him, say, Lord, I love you. Tell him, say, I worship and adore you. Tell him, say, I just want to tell you that I love you more than anything. Lift it up and say, say, I love you, Jesus. And I worship. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you. Come on in the building, don't Lord, I love you more than anything. It's a simple chorus. Everybody lift your voices and say it right there. I love you, Jesus. Come on, I worship. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Watch the verse. And we know God causes what? Shout everything to work together for the good of 
Somebody say, this is me. And are called. Watch this. Comma. Watch this next part. According to his purpose for them. Back the verse up. And we know. Somebody say, I believe this. That God causes everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, the bankruptcy, the divorce, the suicide attempt, the school issue, the mama issue, the daddy issue, the family issue, the ministry issue. The he causes everything to work what? Together for the good of those who love God. Somebody say, this is us. And are called karma. Watch this, because most of us, when we read the verse, we don't actually understand it. It says, according to his purpose for them. So he makes it work together according to his purpose for you. Okay. So if he's trying to get you over here to this corner, he's going to let stuff get you pushed over here in this corner. Watch me, because this is his purpose for you. So you're like, why is all this coming against me? He said, because I need to get you over here in this corner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting it. Because see, you want it to work according to your purpose. But what if God was using them to get the best out of you? What if he was going to use what hurt you deepest to help you most? What if he was going to use what made you want to holler to actually produce something substantive out of your life? Okay, so, so watch this. So, so here's, 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 the, here's the tactic of the enemy. To make you think, be seated, that all isn't well, although it is. Say, all is well. Second well. Kings 4, 18, and we're done. This is part two. I'll pick up from where we were this morning in Denver. It says, when the child had grown. So let me give you context. This is a story about a woman that the Bible refers to as the Shunammite woman. Say, Shunammite. Shunammite. Now, um, the Bible never gives us her name. And anytime the scripture doesn't give somebody's name, this is because you can put yourself in this situation. Well, uh, which means whether you're a man or woman, somebody say, this is about me. This, this is about, about me. Now, this Shunammite woman, she is a woman that has got a great marriage. She's married and she's doing well. This is a woman that has great means. She's got great, great, great financial sustenance. She can, she can buy what she wants to. She can get what she wants to. She can go where she wants to go. This is also a woman, uh, watch me, that does not have a child. So while she's got a great marriage, while she's got money, while she's got a home, there's still a miracle that's missing. And for some of you, you people look at your life and they celebrate your life, but inside you're thinking, but there's this area. There's this thing that I still wish God would do something about. Is there anybody in the building beside me? But God's been really good to you. So you don't even want to come off like you're complaining or like you're ungrateful. But the truth is there's some areas where you're like, God, I got this together. I got this together. I got this together. But I wish you'd help me get this together. So this woman and her husband, uh, the man of God, Elisha, who is the spiritual son to Elijah, um, Elisha uh, goes back and forth between the, uh, the, uh, in front of her property. And so they make a decision one day that they're going to build an extension on their home for him. And that he, whenever he needs to use it, he can come and use this extension in their home. How blessed do you have to be to where you can build somebody a room in your home so that whenever they need to use it, they'll be able to use it. See, here's the type of people God is looking for. For people that he can bless because he knows they're going to bless. 
See, if all you're going to do is be stingy and hold it, watch me, you're not going to be able to get that much. But I think there's some people like me that say, God, if you can get it through me, you can get it to me. I'm blessed to be a blessing. So I'm not trying to be stingy. I'm not trying to hold it all to myself. In fact, God, give me an opportunity. I'm going to give one to somebody else. God, send me some money, and I'm going to make sure somebody else is taken care of. Somebody shout, I'm blessed to be a blessing. So... So they build Elisha, this, this extension in their home, so that whenever he needs to use it, he's able to use it. She serves. And let me help every person that's ever served in any capacity. What does it mean to serve? It means that I'm doing something without compensation. Listen carefully. If, all, if you only do things for a check, that's all you're going to get. You have to mature to a place and a stage in your life where you recognize that the serve is greater than the than, than, than income. That the serve is greater than a check that can come from it. Why? Because if I get the check, that's all that I get. But if I sow the serve, I'm going to get something I did not ask for. What do you mean? Because when she does this to serve Elisha, the Bible says that Elisha says, well, what doesn't she have? He tells his servant, go ask her. What does she not have? And whatever she needs, we're going to make sure that she has it. So Elisha, Gehazi, Elisha's servant says, well, do you, need, um, do you need us to go talk to the king on your behalf? She's like, I got money. <clears throat> She's like, I got position. I have prestige. I have power. I don't need you to go talk to him for me. I got him on speed dial. I don't need uh -huh. you to do that for me. I already got him. So then Elisha said, well, does she have a son? Gehazi says, she does not. And in the Hebrew culture, as a woman, your ability to, uh, to have work was often connected to your ability to produce children. Let me help every woman right through here. That was Hebrew culture. Uh -huh. Do not limit yourself, hear me women, to thinking that the only thing you are good for is producing a child. Because for some of you, you may not produce a natural child, but you will produce a business. Let's talk. You may not produce a natural child, but you will produce something that's going to shake the earth. Let me speak to everybody. Never, ever allow people to say you're unworthy or you're invaluable because you don't produce what they produce. Because the truth is, many people wish that they can produce what you produce. Are you still with me? All right. So, so doesn't have a child. So Elisa says to her, well, I'll tell you what, um, by this time next year, you're going to be holding a child. My, 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 my. Her serve set her up, so she got something she never asked for. Right. I'm going to back it up and say it again. Because when you serve, God says, I'm going to answer prayers you never pray. I'm so glad for all the stuff you never got a check for. I'm so glad for all the hours you put in. I'm so glad for everything you did and all you got was a thank you. Why? Because your serve was setting you up to get something that you never asked for. For every person in the building and online where you've ever served, I want you to worship God for five seconds like your serve was a setup. She got a son that she never asked for. And the Bible says that Elisha says to her, by this time next year, allow me to sit in the seat of Elisha for just a moment. Because for some of you, there are some things, watch me, that God says, you did not ask me for this. But your serve set you up for this. You didn't pray for this, but your serve set you up for this. I'm about to do for you in the next 12 months what you thought would never ever happen because look at me she began to believe listen she began to believe that she should just leave this area alone because it's never going to happen 
for those of us in the building and online, but there's some areas where you were like, I stopped praying about it because I just don't think it's going to happen. I stopped sowing for it because I just don't think it's going to happen. I stopped trusting God about that because I just don't think it's going to happen and I don't want to be disappointed anymore. I want to sit in the seat of Elisha for a moment. Would you let me? Let me prophesy to you. By this time next year, you will be in possession of what you didn't ask for. You will be in possession of what your serving set you up for. Please go touch two people and say, by this time next year. Come on, tell them, say, by this time next year. God, I wish I had some praises right through there. By this time next year, you'll be living in it. By this time next year, you'll be driving it. By this time next year, you'll be sitting in the office they said you never occupied. By this time next year, the pictures you were looking at, getting jealous of, you're going to be taking the same pictures. By this time next <laughs> Let's go. So she has a son that she didn't ask for, but her serving set her up for. So there's a principle. Everything that I do that doesn't immediately pay me back is a seed. Every word is a seed. Every action is a seed. So if I want to change my harvest, I have to change my seed. Question, what is it that you won't release because you feel like you'll lose it if you release it? What if it only left your hand but never left your life but went into your future to produce something in your future that you could not see in your present? Okay, why is this important to understand? Because she's holding a son she never asked him for. Well, but now watch what happens in the text. Say all is well. All is well. 2 Kings 4 and 18. When the child had grown, let's, say, let's talk. Not only does she have a son, but the son grows up and matures, which means God let this thing get some gas behind uh -huh. it. In other words, watch me. You will not just have a $100,000 mom. That's going to be your norm. I'm not talking to everybody because nobody responded right there. So I'll talk over here because they don't shout over here. You will not just have, watch me, record-breaking months. You will have record-breaking years. Okay. I'll talk over here because these people don't shout over here. You won't just have record-breaking years. You're going to look back at the decade and say, this last decade has been record-breaking, statistic-shattering, curse-breaking. Let's go. When the child had grown, the child she never asked for, but her serving set her up for, I'm almost done. He went out one day to his father among the reapers. The word there in New King James is the word harvester. So this chapter is really for us because that's what we call members of harvest. It's harvesters. He went out one day to his father among the reapers. Now, if they're among the reapers, what does this mean? They've sowed something, and now they're reaping something. So literally, pay attention. So she has this son, which is the harvest of a seed that... <laughs> she has this son that is the result of a seed that she sowed. Watch me. And she got something she never asked for. Pay attention. So now her business is doing so well that one day she sends her son out to the family business because they are reaping the harvest of what they've sown. No, I need you to see the context. I need you to see the context. And he went out one day 
to his father among the reapers, which means not only is her son with her that she did not pray for or ask for, but her business is doing so well that she sends her son out to be with his father so that this son can learn the family business. I just need to speak this over your life. You're not just setting yourself up for your generation. You're setting yourself up for your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. And some of you ain't got no kids, but your nieces and your nephews and your cousins. This thing is going to outlast you. Please touch your neighbor. Say, you are the curse breaker. Let's go. Let's go. When the child had grown, he went out one day to his father among the reapers. Verse 19. And he said to his father, oh, my head, my head. He's got a headache. The father said to his servant, carry him to his mother. Pay attention to the details of the text. The father said to his what? Servant. So you're going to have people help you do what you do. I want to speak to every entrepreneur and business owner. You will not just be self-employed because all that means is that you bought a job. You're about to have people that are going to help you to do what you do. You're going to have support that's going to help you to do what you do. Please lift your hands and say, I'll have a team to help me do it. And he said to his father, oh, my head, my head. The father said to his what? Servant, which means we have a team helping us because our harvest is too big for us to do it ourselves. I'll back it up and say it again. We have a team helping us to collect what we saw. Because our business is too big for this to just be limited to me and my wife. This thing is too big, so we got to have a team to help us. It's so big, I can't even leave the field. I got to send a servant to go take my son to his mama because somebody got to keep their eye on the business. And he said to his father, Oh, my head, my head. The father said to his servant, carry him to his mother. In other words, take him to his mama because I don't know what's going on with him. And somebody got to watch this money. Touch the neighbor and say, you're going to need somebody to count for you. Jesus, I don't have faith in this building. I don't have faith in this building. So, so watch me. Just find the most excited person in your section and just touch him and say, I said you're going to have somebody to count for you. And he said to his father, and he said to his father, oh, my head, my head. The father said to his servant, carry him to his what? To his mother. Can I take it further? The business is doing so well, she doesn't have to work it anymore. See, watch me, you know you're doing well when you don't even have to work what it is that you built anymore. And for some of you, watch me, you're going to shift from being, watch me, self-employed to a business owner. Because self-employed just means you bought a job, but a business owner means I can walk away from it and it's still going to make me something. You ready? And he said to his father, oh, my head, my head. The father said to his servant, carry him. To his mother, the child sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. What? All this shout. This wonderful business. This son that I did not even pray for. And all of a sudden, from morning until noon, watch me, in a few hours' time, she's holding in her hand her child that is now 
died in her lap. And some of you can't relate to that because you don't have kids. So, 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 so you, you're holding that opportunity that you were so excited about to then only find out you no longer have it. You were holding that marriage in your hands that you prayed for, fasted for, sought the Lord for, finally didn't get catfished. That ain't no joke. That's for real. To only to see that thing die in front of your face. You were so excited about getting accepted into that school to get accepted to only watch the opportunity die in front of your face. And I want you to pay attention. Where did he die? In her lap. Which means this seems cruel, God. How are you going to let me be blessed with something that I didn't even ask for and then make me have to Watch it die. My business is booming. I got a staff. It's booming. Things are going well for me. This one area that I begged Elisha, don't play with me. Because she told the prophets when he said to her, by this time next year, you're going to be holding the child. She said to them, she, she said to him, don't play with me. She said, because the truth is I've learned to live without it. I've learned to not have it. So why give it to me if you're going to take it from me when I was fine without it? And when he had lifted up, up and brought him to his mother, the child sat on her lap until noon. And then he what? He died. God, this, this seems like a cruel jest. This, 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 this seems like you, you, you don't really love me. This seems like, like, why is this happening to me? I'm faithful. I serve, I sow, I do all of the things that I'm supposed to do. What? Can we be honest? Can we be honest? I'd understand it if her child died, because she ratchet. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. And Lord, I'm not perfect, but she ain't even trying. And I may not be where I want to be. But the truth is, I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. How did my son die? How'd your vision die? How'd your hope die? I want you to pay attention to this. She watches her son die in her lap. And look at me. She says nothing negative to anyone, nor draws any attention to her issue. You know the problem we have with our culture is that we want everybody to know everything when it happens because we post everything. And sometimes you got to learn how to shut your mouth because I don't need to draw attention to my issue because I'm about to go solve my issue. I need you to say this with love and respect to your neighbor, but would you just look at him and say, sometimes you got to shut your mouth. Sometimes you just have to shut your mouth. Why? Because the enemy doesn't know this even affected you. Because he's studying you to startle you so he can steal from you. But if you keep your poker face, he don't even know that it worked. I'm not talking. He doesn't even know that you've been affected by this. She says nothing negative to anyone, nor does she draw any attention to her issue. Look at verse 21. Watch this. Shunammite woman. And remember, she's not named, which means we can put ourselves there. Verse 21, and she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door behind him and went out. Look at me. She takes her son that she just watched die in her hands. 
walks him upstairs to the man of God's room. Don't say nothing to nobody. You know what most of us would have done? Oh, Jesus! On the phone with your mama now? You calling everybody? Watch me. You ready? You reaching out to people to pray. Sometimes, watch me, you don't need a prayer partner. Sometimes it's going to have to be between you and him. Sometimes you don't need to involve any external people in this issue. This has got to be between him and you. The only thing they're going to know is that it's worked out. She takes him up. She lays him in the bed that she made for him. She lays him in the room that she made for him. She shuts the door behind him and she went out. Watch me. Because nobody needs to know what's going on. Look at verse 22. Then she called her husband and said, send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys so I may quickly go to the man of God. In other words, look at me. Who did she run to? The man of God. What does this represent? The word of God. Uh Uh-oh. She didn't run to her emotions. She didn't run to her feelings. She didn't run to her family. She didn't run to her friends. She didn't run to Instagram. She didn't run to Facebook. She said, what I need right now is a... You look at somebody and say, you need a word. Uh-uh, come on, look at somebody and say, you need a word. She went to the man of God, which means the word of God. Watch me. She says, let me quickly run to him. Watch her faith and come back again. Look at the verse. She said, and come back again. In other words, she says, I'm going to be right back. Okay, okay, I just need you to take her. Okay, her son just died in her hands. She takes him upstairs. Uh Watch me. Lays him in the bed of the man of God. Uh Goes down them stairs. Uh Don't say nothing to nobody. Uh Says to her husband, send me a servant and a donkey. A donkey in the Hebrew culture represented a luxury automobile. Can I throw that out there? Which means she says, I'm going to get there, but I'm going to get there nice. I'm not going to look rough while I'm dealing with something that's rough. Some of y'all got to stop wearing what you're going through. Because everybody can tell you're going through something. But you got to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm in the fire. Don't smell like it. Don't look like it. Come on, son. She says, I'll be right back. Somebody say, I'll be right back. Now, how do you know you're going to be right back? Because this Shunammite woman, she's a bad mama jam. She didn't panic. Nor did she overreact. Because here's what the enemy wants you to do. He needed her to panic. He needed her to overreact. Because if she overreacts, he now sees that it's working. And now she will be a self-fulfilling prophet. Because not once in this story does she ever say he's dead. Some of you, watch me, it died because you killed him. Some of you, it is, watch me, Numbers 14, 28. I'll give you exactly what I heard you say. Y'all still with me? Verse 23. Watch what her husband says. Why are you going to him today? It's not a new moon or a Sabbath. In other words, it's not a feast. It's not a Sabbath day. Watch what she says. And I want you to shout this with every ounce of being you got. These last three words. Her husband says, why are you going to go see the man of God today? Why do you want to pop up today? Why are you watching on YouTube today? Why are you looking at the word today? Why are you always looking at that preacher? Why are you always looking at church? Why are you always doing that? Why are you always doing that? Watch what she said. Say it with me. All is well. What? Her son is dead. She just laid his lifeless body in the bed of the man of God. When 
And her husband says, why are you going to the man of God? She tells him, all is well. Look at me, this is her husband. Sometimes your faith will require you to even create some silence. Sometimes you're going to have to look at your spouse and just say, baby, all is well. But I can tell something going on with you. I know and I can tell too. But our confession is all is well. Because I'm not going to let the enemy make me get startled and make me panic. I will not overreact. I just got a bad email. I will not overreact. I just got a negative message. I will not overreact. Instead, my response will be all is Verse 24. Then she saddled the donkey. Now, I thought there was a servant there to help her. She had such a spirit of urgency that she had to handle this thing by herself. There's certain things you're trying to get people to help you with that you just need to do yourself. That's it, Bishop. That's it. Because when you bring other people, you bring their spirits with them. And so you might be bringing a saboteur that's actually parading themselves as help. You might be bringing somebody that wants to see it fail and they're parading themselves as somebody that wants to see it go forward. So she's like, I'm not bringing nobody on this journey, she said, because this son, this son that the Lord gave me, because I didn't even ask him for, ain't nobody finna deprive me of this. See, you got to have the type of attitude that says, I will not be denied. I want to make sure I'm not the only one in the building. If you got that type of attitude, just lift up one of your hands and shout, I will not be denied. So leave it right there. So watch this. Uh, and she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, urge the animal on. In other words, you make this donkey go. Don't slack the pace unless I tell you to. She's got a spirit of urgency. Look at me. Some of you, you move too slow to solve problems. My God. My God. I'm just processing it. Are you a Windows 95 computer? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Today, today, when I was checking in the hotel, um, uh, he said, excuse me, sir, I apologize for the delay. I said, yeah, I haven't been up here for a minute now. I said, but I've been on the phone, so I ain't been paying attention to what's been going on. He, he, said, he said, sir, I apologize for the delay. He said, my whole system just shut down because we still use Internet Explorer. Yeah. And I said, Internet Explorer? I said, I didn't even know that they make that anymore. Watch me, pay attention. For some of you, you take too long to deal with things because you push it away thinking that if you push it away, it'll go away. But you have to have a spirit of urgency. That's the shoulder of the person next to you say, I pray you have an urgency about you. You got to say it with some authority. Say, I pray you have an urgency about you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not waiting until Tuesday. I'm going to get that handled today. I, I'm, not, I'm not waiting until Friday. I'm going to get that handled today. I, there's some calls you need to make. Make them on your way home from church tonight. There, there's some messages you need to send. Get that done today. Because what if your delay was creating your own delay? What if your delay was creating? You're like, God, why is it taking so long? Because you ain't done nothing. Because you don't have a spirit of urgency. I'm done. Verse 26, almost. He said, um, she takes the donkey. You be seated. She takes the donkey. She takes the donkey. And she rides with the servant all the way to Elisha. The Bible doesn't tell us how long it takes. It doesn't tell us where she lives, juxtaposed to him. It doesn't tell us how long this entire process takes. All we know is that she had a spirit of urgency. She says, I have to get to him. He's the one who spoke this, so he's the one that has to sustain this. If God's word is what promised it, God's word is what's going to have to keep it. You know what's crazy about us? 
is that we'll live a supernatural life and then try to sustain it with natural means. Like, let's be honest. Your whole life is a supernatural testimony. It doesn't make sense how you're doing what you're doing, where you're doing it, and doing as well as you are doing. Your whole life has been supernatural. The statistics say that you should be dead, you should be messed up, you should be jacked up. You should, is there anybody beside me where you can look at where you came from and say, it doesn't match where I'm at? Where you can look at what they said you would be and it doesn't match where you're at? Our whole lives have been supernatural. Yeah, we try to do natural stuff to make it happen. So she runs to get to Elisha. And when Elisha sees her coming, he tells Gehazi, uh, he says, that's his servant. Verse 26, run at once to meet her and say to her, watch the question. Is all well with you? Somebody said the question is a test. The question is a test. See, um, um, if she had a choice because she could have responded, no. Everything is a mess. And we live in a culture that says you need to embrace your feelings. Great. You need to embrace your truth. Great. Well, what happens when your feelings and your truth contradict your faith? There you go. That's good. We live by faith, not by sight. If I'm going to live by facts, I can just be regular. If I'm going to live by what I see, I can just be regular. But I wasn't sent to the earth to be regular. I was sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. Just run and runs to meet her and say to her, it's all well with you. What's the next question. Is all well with your husband? What's the last question? Is all well with the child? And she answered, All is well. <laughs> is everything good with your business? All is well. Is everything good with your family? All is well. Is everything good with your finances? All is well. Is everything good with your mental health? All is well. Is everything good with your body, yada, yada? She's asked three questions, and each question she responds, all is well. She wasn't lying. Because I know what some of y'all say, Bishop, I, I just feel like I'm lying. No, we call things that be not as though they were, which means I'm not lying, I'm prophesying. So when your neighbor's about to say they're debt-free, even though they got a stack of bills, they're not lying, they're prophesying. Say it, I'm debt-free. You ain't lying, you... I don't like the way some of y'all just sitting there looking at me. I wish you'd open up your mouth and make this declaration. And the rest of this year will be the best of this year. You ain't lying. You prophesy. Let's go. Let's go. She says, all is what? Well. Verse 28. She's speaking to Elisha now. She says, did I ask my Lord for a son? In other words, she says, did I even ask you for this? What do you do when God gives you something that the truth is you really want it, but when you get it, you don't want it anymore? Okay. Um, Then she said, did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, do not deceive me? In other words, translation, hood translation, don't play with me. She's like, did I specifically say not to play with me? And here you go, Elisha, you playing with me. But watch me, Elisha. She still never said anything, anything negative. Yes, yes. She never said, June Book did. <laughs> she never said anything negative. This is her son. Every mother, every father, could you imagine the anguish of emotion that she had to be in in that moment? But she had fixed her mouth to where she wouldn't let anything negative come out of her. 
because death and life are in the power of my tongue. Yeah. Which means I'm going to see what I say, yeah. not what you say about right. me. Right. 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 Oh, let's go there right there. Because some of y'all, you're so busy living out what they said about you, you need to speak some stuff over yourself. I know they said you wouldn't be nothing but tell yourself, and I will be everything that God called and created for me to be. Let's go. Let's go. I'm done. I'm done. Look at verse. Look at verse. Look at verse 32. So, in between the verses, um, Elisha sends Gehazi. He says, Gehazi, take my staff and go lay it on the boy. He's like, I'm not going. I'm going to send somebody to go for me. Ooh, but this shooter might say it. Oh, no. Oh, no. She said, you can send your little servant. That's nice. She said, but but I'm not leaving here unless you come with me. I'm not going to be denied. You're not going to tell me no. So I'll sit here until you decide you're going to help me. Last 10 months, God has said, are you going to lose and leave your position? Let's talk. Are you going to leave the seat that you're in and your seat of anxiously anticipating that at any moment something amazing might manifest? She says, I'm not leaving. I'm, so you, you do whatever you got to do. But I'm sitting right here until you come. That's me. I'm going to keep praying until I see something manifest. I'm going to keep sowing until I see something change. I'm going to keep believing until I see something change in this situation. So, she never says anything negative. She sits there. So she tells Elisha, I ain't going nowhere. So Elisha's like, fine. Okay. Let's go. Look at this. Look, look at this. Verse 32. When Elisha came into the house, he saw the child lying dead on his bed. She says, you put him in my room. What does that mean practically? So what does that mean, Bishop? When she laid her son in the room of the man of God, that means she surrounded her situation with the word of God. Question, yes. what have you surrounded your situation with? Because often, not, not, look, look, we're going to sound in a minute, but often, um, most of us, you hoping and wishing, but you ain't never actually been specific and direct about anything. You've not actually told the situation what to do. You let the situation punk you and tell you what it's about. I'm just hoping that I'm just hoping for the best. Well, what's the best? Call it what you want to see it. Speak it what you want it to be. She put him in the room. Elisha comes into the house. He saw the child lying dead on his bed. We're done. Verse 33. So he went in and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. In other words, this whole time, her husband don't know what's going on. The servants don't know what's going on. Her mama and them don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on except her and the man of God. Why? Because there's sometimes you got to shut people out so that God can come in. Let's go. I'm done. So he went in and shut the door behind the two of them and he prayed to the Lord. Let's go. Verse 34. Then he went up and laid on the child, putting his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. Watch this. And the flesh of the child became warm. Why mouth to mouth, eye to eye, hand to hand? Because the miracle that she needed, watch me, it needed to change the way that things were being spoken. The miracle that was needed, you need to change the way that you see things. The miracle that's needed, you need to change the way you do things. Open your mouth. Say, Lord, touch my mouth. Say, touch my eyes and my hands. I gotta speak right. 
I gotta speak better. I gotta see different. I gotta see better. And I gotta touch different. I gotta work better. I gotta do something different to get something different. I cannot keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So the flesh, the flesh of the child became what? Warm. Everybody shout warm. Warm. <laughs> I said shout it. Y'all said it loud. Shout warm. Warm. The flesh of the child became warm. So he's not all the way back. See, sometimes, can I be honest with you? You just want God to just boom, there go. But sometimes he's going to give you a miracle in stages. And stage one, watch me, it ain't warm. Or excuse me, it ain't hot, it's warm. But some of you remember when you were coming up, we used to play a game, hot and cold. Remember hot and cold? Yeah. Remember hot and cold? Remember hot and cold? And, and, and if you were trying to get to something, you're trying to get to something, you're trying to get to something, um, and, and, you, and you were real close to it, they'd say, hot. But if you were getting far away from it, they'd say, cold. you're cold. Watch me. But if you were, if you were watch me, getting closer to it, they'd say, you're warm. The flesh of the child became warm. Which means I ain't all the way there, but I'm certainly not where I started either. And what if I told you, watch me, you ain't hot yet, but watch me, but you're warm. Which means you haven't arrived, but you are going the right direction. I wish there were some faith people in this building and online that can make this declaration. I'm getting closer now than I've ever been before. And it may not be hot yet, but baby, it's warm. I'm getting warmer, I'm getting warmer, I'm getting warmer, I'm getting warmer. Right there. Look, 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 look. Say, I'm getting warmer. Uh-uh, you get, you're getting closer to it. You ain't yeah. there yet, but you're getting closer to it. Yeah. You, 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 ain't, you haven't fully arrived, but you're getting closer to uh-huh. it. it. It's not turned into what you wanted to turn into yet, but you're getting closer to it. It's not looking the way that you thought it was going to look, but you're getting closer to it. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, you're getting closer. Somebody say, I'm getting closer. I'm getting you ain't fully out of debt, but you paid that card off. Let's talk. Uh, you may not have fully reached your fitness goal yet, but you can say, I made some progress. But you maybe didn't buy the piece of property yet, but you've knocked a few off the list, which means I'm getting warmer. Maybe you haven't found that right fit for that romantic relationship yet, but at least I know it ain't that ninja. It ain't that one. It ain't that one. It ain't that one. It ain't that one. Because sometimes to know where you fit, you need to know where you don't fit. So the flesh of the child became warm, verse 35. So then he stretches himself upon him, and the child sneezes seven times. Seven times. Seven times. Say seven. Seven is the biblical number of shalom, which is a biblical number for peace, but it means more than peace. It means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. child sneeze? Seven. Seven. Now, I don't know about you. I've never seen anybody sneeze. Seven times. That's a lot of sneezing. He stretched himself upon him, and the child sneezed. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, not five times, not six times, but what? Seven times. Seven is the number of shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. What she said. What does she tell her husband? All is well. What does she tell Gehazi? All is well. So now what does she have? All is well. 
and stretched himself upon him, and the child sneezed seven times. So now, look at verse 36. Everybody stand with me. Everybody stand in the building, ain't no line. Everybody stand with me. Call this, we still don't know her name. Because you can put your name there. Call, say your name. Come pick up your son. Atlanta, y'all got to help me preach it because you can, you can hear it in my voices. I'm having a little issue here. You ready? Call this, say your name. April. Pick up your check. <laughs> Call this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick up your inheritance. Yeah, yeah. Call this. Uh -huh. Come pick up your new position. I don't like the way y'all talking to me. Call this. Yeah, the door they slammed in your face, I opened a bigger one. Come walk through it. Come on here, y'all. I just need your faith to stir up right here in this minute. Call this. Say your name. You're about to go pick some stuff up. So I prophesy over your November and your December that these will be months where you go pick some stuff up. These will be months where you go collect some things. These will be months where you go grab some things. Lift your hands, open your mouth, and worship your God for five seconds right there. Go, five. Come on, Atlanta. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Four. Three. Two. Somebody say, I'm about to pick some stuff up. Now I need you to go encourage somebody else's faith. Just shake that hand like you're going to shake that junk off. And just say, you're about to pick some stuff up. Three people, go. You're about to pick some stuff up. 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 Come pick up your new opportunity. Come pick up your chip. Come pick up your money. Come pick up your good credit. Come pick up your business. Come. I'm about to come pick it up. <laughs> uh, lift your hands in the building and online. Lift your hands in the building and online. Say all is well. She got exactly what she said. The enemy wants you to think everything's not fine. He wants you to think everything is not going to work. He wants you to think that things are going to completely and totally fall apart. So what is our confession? What is our confession? All is well. I won't be startled because I have decided up front, all is well. Can you just lay your hands on yourself for a moment? Say your name. Say all is well. Say everything's fine. Say, no need to panic. These last two months, you'll hear these words. Come pick it up.
some of you, you need to start picking up tonight. Because what has to come back alive is your joy. What has to come back alive is your passion. What has to come back alive is your drive. Your drive has been dry. You've been just existing. For some of you, tonight, what you got to pick up is you. You drop you carrying them. Tonight, you need to pick yourself up. With your eyes closed, I want to end this experience a little different tonight. Laying your hands on yourself. Make this declaration. Say, Father, Father in, the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare, I and I declare that, tonight, that tonight I have a prophetic instruction. I have a prophetic instruction. Not only is all well, well, but there's some things I'm about to pick up. Starting with myself. I'm going to say I'm not a victim. I'm victorious. I am not a failure. I win. I am not conquered. I conquer. All is well. All is well. In Jesus' name. With your heads bowed and eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, tonight's your night to come back to him. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop Foreman, I don't really know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure tonight. Tonight's your night to be sure in this building and online. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. We're not going to put a chair down front and make you come down and lift up your hands and tell everybody else your issues because everybody else got their own issues. But if you're in this building or online, for some of you, the first pickup is the Lord. Because you've been doing your own thing, doing it your own way. Tonight's your night to come back to the Lord. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. In this building and online, on the count of three, you're going to just slip your hand up. Online, you're going to do the hand wave emoji. Or you're going to say it's me. I've got online ambassadors watching on every online platform. One, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Two, three, wherever you're at, hands up in this building and online. Do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Harvest, we're a church that celebrates when people come to the Lord in the building and online. I said we're a church that celebrates when people come to the Lord in the building and online. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. All is well. All is well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you just pray that prayer, take your phone out, scan that QR code on the screen, or text Harvest to 55498. Enter the option for salvation. We want to get a message to your hands right now. 
to let you know what to do next. 90% of Christians fall away within two years because they don't know what to do next. Let me walk you through that process. Some of you are saved, but you don't have a shepherd. You can live in Denver. You can live in Atlanta. You can live anywhere across America and around the world. Harvest is a hybrid church. So the many, majority of harvesters have never, ever been in the building. All you have to do is scan the QR code or text Harvest to 55498. Enter the option for Join HC. Here's what I want to do before, before we wrap up. Can I just get you to find a group of two or three that you're going to grab hands with? Just get two or three in the building. Two or three that you're going to grab hands with. Two or three. Two or three. Everybody's standing with me. Get two or three that you can grab hands with because you're about to pray for them. A group of two or three. Just make a little circle. Make a little circle. A group of two or three. Four is not two or three, saints. Five is not two or three. <laughs> Come on, two or three. Father, what does the Bible say? Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And here's what you're going to pray. You're going to pray that between now and the end of this year that all is well. And then I'm going to tell you what to pray after that. Well, for those of you online, stretch your hands towards me to pray. Or if there's someone with you, you do that. Can you just begin to pray that all would be well between now and the end of this year for them? Can you pray that they would be shalom? Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, and all is well. Can you pray that for them? Can you pray that for them? In the building and online. In the building and online. Wherever you're at. That all is well. That they are shalom. Nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking. All is well. All is well. All is well. All is well. In Jesus' name. Now I want you to pray that between now and the end of the year, it's the best of this year for them. Pray that for them. That between now and the end of this year, it's the best of this year for them. That between now and the end of this year, it's the best of this year. Their best breakthrough. Their best testimony. Their best miracle. Their best breakthrough. Their best blessing. Jesus Christ. Their best. Their best. Their best. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Last thing and we're done. I want you to pray that between now and the end of this year, they have something to pick up. That they're about to pick some stuff up. They got money they're about to pick up. Opportunity they're about to pick up. Come on, pray for them, y'all. Pray for them. Come on, Atlanta. Let me hear you pray for one another. That they'd have something to pick up. They'd have something to pick up. Glory to God. Now once you're done praying for them, I want you to lift your hands and pray those same three things for yourself. That you would be shalom. All is well. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. That the rest of this year is going to be the best of this year for you. In the name of Jesus. And that you're about to pick something up. You're about to pick something up. Say, and it is so. In Jesus' name. Listen, there's something we do at Harvest Con called Soda Seal. And I started doing this in May of 2022. Um, I'd never done it like that before. 
Um, the Lord says, son, I'm about to release wealth into the hands of the people of Harvest. And that's what he's done. If you go read the praise reports, it's amazing. Put up Harvest at a glance for just a moment for me because there's a number I want to point out. Because everybody in this room is about to join this group. Look at that bottom right. 42 new six and seven figure earners created. I just want you to make this declaration say, and I'm about to join that group. Atlanta, I did not like the way y'all saying this to me. Come on, say, and I'm about to join that group. So, so in May of 2022, he says, son, I want you to do it every service, every prayer. I said, God, every time he says, son, I'm about to release wealth into the hands of the people of Harvest. So we do something called sow to seal. When a word speaks to us, we seal that word with a seed. He gives seed to the what? To the sower. Our seed today from 2 Kings 4 and 36. That's that verse. 36 is our seed. I don't just teach giving, I lead by giving. I'm the number one giver. One month I found out somebody outgave me, so I outgave them. Because I will not be outdone. I use text to give to give. You can text them out to 84321. You can use Cash App, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, that's available too. You said, Bishop, I don't have 36. Get as close as you can to it, but everybody's so something. Here's what you're going to call this all is well. All is well. I love you, Atlanta. So while you're getting that seed ready, here's what we're doing. For the next two weeks, say next two weeks. Next two weeks. weeks, Can you believe it's Thanksgiving? Um, And I'm excited about that. So for the next two weeks, um, what we're going to do is our interest services are going to be online only for the next two weeks. Why are we doing that? For two reasons. One, to give you time to enjoy your families, enjoy Thanksgiving, to do all of that. But two, in 17 years, I have never taken a vacation. Um, it's just not, you know, people taking, I don't get, especially these new pastors, they on sabbatical. Like, you've only done it for a couple of years. How are you on sabbatical? Like, I don't even get it. But, um, but whatever. So during these two weeks, it's going to give me an opportunity to um, just refresh for a couple of days. And because uh, come December, we got a busy month. We're going to pick right back up in December. Um, and we're going to keep it moving. Now, for these two weeks, get your travel in. Go see Lottie, Dottie, and everybody. Because come December, we got work to do. Y'all got me? I don't hear nobody talking. And where will we be? Sunday nights, right back in this building. For the next two weeks, will be online only. And for our interest services, for those of you like, I wonder if you're coming back. Uh, see, you must not know me. Um, I'm committed to this, and I'm committed to what we're doing, and I'm excited about it. Um, in, no, in December, so we're going to do New Year's Eve here. We're going to do Christmas Eve here. We're going to do all of our uh, services, our interest services for December. But in the month of December, there's a few things that we got to get ready for. Say, we got work to do. Talk to me, y'all. Say, we got work to do. So we're going to give away a car in December. wrapping that up today we're going to give away of course toys and all of that for christmas eve so many things that we've got to do we've got a big outreach that we're going to be doing in december and those you can be a part of that here um coming in december you can bring toys unwrapped toys for a big christmas toy giveaway we give away thousands last year i think we gave away five thousand toys or something was that about five five thousand toys in denver last year and so we're going to do that in denver and atlanta this year um, so you got two weeks to do whatever you need to do, because come December, we got work to do. Y'all with me? 
Now, here's what I need everybody to do. Put up text armors to 55498 because I know how the saints do. Because y'all going to say, I didn't know. So put up text armors to 55498. Put that up, please. I need everybody to scan that QR code or text armors to 55498 so you're part of our text family and you've got our app so that you get all of the updates. You know exactly what's going on. You know exactly what's happening. Um, we got a lot of work to do, and I, the Holy Ghost told me you need to just take a couple of days so you can get get ready. Because December we got work to do, and come the top of the year, it's time to finally launch. And I'm excited about that. Amen. You got your seed to sow the seal ready? <clears throat> Lift it towards the Lord in the building and online. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Because I'm a faithful giver, I flourish. All things work together for my good. Everywhere I look, I see increase. I see overflow. I seal this word, believing that all is well in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'll be down front to meet and greet you. The best sister passing, I'll be down front to meet and greet you. Two weeks, online only, same time. And then come December, where we at? Same building, what time? Six o'clock, Eastern time. And what you gonna do? Bring some folks with you and get involved. I'll be down front to be with you. On your way out, the ambassadors are there. They've got an invite card so that you can use those. Make sure you invite people to be a part of what we're doing. Invite people back, invite people to connect. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. I love you, go in the shalom of God. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu.